I used to do lots of things. Today we are going to be talking about um, what's going on in the Gaza Strip right now um, uh, and, and the uh, conflict between uh, Palestine and Israel because I think Ben and I we have um, we have some some specific like unique interests have, that nobody else is talking yeah. about. Yeah, so my take on this is that I just hope everyone has fun. Yeah. And, if, and that's all that matters no we're not going to talk about that because that's what every podcast out there is talking about right now yeah. uh i actually do have a lot of opinions on it but this is, it really isn't the show for it it deserves like i mean i would recommend it coleman hughes did a great episode on it mm-hmm. um breaking points does great stuff on it i yep. mean some other ones are going to be a lot more biased that doesn't mean you can't listen to them just know that like i was in jacobin they're going to be a lot more palestinian friendly um it's it's comprehensive and it's not easy and it's also really sad and i don't think that's what we're going to talk about uh, probably at all maybe i'll do an episode with anthony sometime when we do right. kind of more politics stuff but mm-hmm. that's not what we're going to talk about today so that's yeah. that yeah we're going to talk about stupid useless bullshit uh, that's, that's ultimately uh, irrelevant that's our uh, bread and butter yeah so um <laughs> no actually this is actually kind of important at least for you know in the arts industry um yeah. so uh the writers strike uh is uh, is done they they reached a deal um but the actors are, are still striking yeah, actors and are also... still striking no one's paying attention to this by the way anymore it's all <laughs> yeah. no one cares anymore i know <laughs> no one cares about the auto workers like except for like me and the like labor nerds who like listen yeah. to that shit. yeah um uh but the visual effects industry uh many artists uh the 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 uh vfx industry is going uh on strike or has been on strike for a while now um, and for good reason. I've been hearing about this for the last few years about the crazy conditions that visual effects artists um, yeah, are yeah. working under. Wait, um, hold on. Just to clarify, that's a different union than writers and SAG. Correct. Yes. Okay. That's uh, was that VFX. What, what's the acronym? I'm actually not sure. Oh, okay. I thought I thought I saw it in the article. VF something. Well, VFX. VFX. That stands for for visual effects. Oh, that's just a shorthand for that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so basically the VFX union yeah, is yeah. separate and they're going on strike. All right. Correct. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy because, I mean, you, you know, uh, uh, whenever people complain about visual effects, especially like, like, like you know, CGI in a big budget movie, it's mm-hmm. rarely, if ever, the artist's fault. It's usually the studio's fault um, because... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the studio is saying, you know, this movie is going to come out in 18 months and, but we're not, but the first six months of that is going to be, you know, shooting and then another three months of editing post-production. So you guys have about four months to do uh, tons of explosions and aliens and spaceships and dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how much we're willing. And because, you know, it, it's such a competitive industry, um, you know, it's kind of a race to the bottom because it's like, you, you know, the, the companies have to compete with, um with each other to get um a gig that doesn't pay that well uh and so whenever you watch uh, a, a movie with with mediocre cgi you go oh, like this is a 200 million dollar budget movie they couldn't afford and so it wasn't so much about money it was about time uh, most of the mm-hmm. time and 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 you know th- these are top visual effects artists but you know a good chunk of that is just they just didn't have enough yeah. time 
Um, and so, uh, you know, visual effects artists have been complaining about this. I shouldn't say complain, like they've been, you know, they, they, they've been calling this shit out for the last few years, at least that I know of. Um, and so things are getting even tighter for them because AI is creeping into the industry, uh, which is going to be costing jobs. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Ben, what, what's your take on everything? Well, I don't like, I, I, I guess never, how do I put this? Um, like CGI is kind of one of those things that maybe I was too harsh on it before. Mm-hmm. Um, because as we say, we're, um, practical effects sluts on this show. Yeah. yeah. But so I always thought of CGI as like, it, you only notice it when it's bad. Like right. bad CGI is noticeable. It's kind of right. my take I have on coffee. I have, I have this hot take on coffee, no pun intended, that there's no good coffee. There's just bad. There's just coffee and bad coffee. <laughs> sure co- like coffee snobs would be like, no, like I don't care. Like, I, like to I, me, I, you can I take share bad that view. Coffee. I share that. Do you? Okay. That. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, that's the official stance on coffee on TRM now. <laughs> um, yeah. There's no like, good. Like I've never had a cup of coffee and be like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I'm gonna come back to this barista and have him like no i don't it's just coffee and then there's like oh that's bad coffee that's burnt or that's just like too watery or sludgy or whatever it is so that's how i've kind of felt about cgi it's like i I like good cgi but i guess maybe it's because i also take it for granted Mm. like um game of thrones is just like incredible or Mm. uh, pixar movies like you just kind of expect it to be good i know dreamworks has a worse reputation for cgi Mm. um i know they're kind of looked at as the like ugly stepchild or ugly step sibling of pixar yeah, yeah. Um, i don't know i like a lot of dreams or movies i guess sure. uh, so i think honestly what helped open my eyes a little bit to it was when i visited you mm. and you me and jim watched um oh the of, vfx vfx artists v- react yeah yeah and that's really cool it's like oh you know this actually is a lot of talent and maybe i was emphasizing too much the c and cgi and not like the human behind it Right, um, right. which kind of gets into what we're talking about here it becomes ai i'm going to give you less of a shit about it but um i don't know i guess i've come to appreciate it more that doesn't like i would still take practical effects over it for the like like obviously you can't have a practical effects dragon really right and like at least not i guess you could um but at least, at least not in the way that you would in game of thrones so much or just make impossible to do at that scale um you know they did practical effects with Jurassic Park, right? Like a lot of that was practical effects or or, or a mix. Yeah. Um, So anyway, uh, my take is I don't want people to lose jobs. Um, I I think that's bad in the long run. Like any, uh, you know, my views on labor, like any um, industry, the top is always going to try and siphon off uh, as much of the labor and um, to extract the most profit. And if they don't really care about the uh, consequences of that, um, how many people, I mean, just from learning more about the business, both from you and uh, my fiance, to be honest, mm-hmm. about like different types of show business, yep. um, you know, these shows, these movies, these Broadway shows, off Broadway shows, they employ a lot of people, a lot of people that you don't see that aren't the three names in the headline, right? It's a yep. lot of people. And, and that's important. Like that's yep. important for our economy and for our society. Um, even if a lot of these people I may disagree with politically on a lot of views, uh, I, I still think it's very important. And um, uh, I, I don't like the human element like we I, I would talk about during, I think, our first AI episode. Like, that is important to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't look in an El Greco 
painting and see like the twilight in the eyes of the you know the the person in the in the painting like a human being made that and that's so incredible to me and that's yes. why like i love an el greco or i i um you know david the thinker or something or right. whatever it is like a human made that and if we let that go uh i think that's like what's the point of civilization then right right, right. so um I guess that's a little dramatic, but you, you see my point. So that's yeah, that's yeah. my long-winded take on this. Uh, if it helps, if it aids humans create better art, mm-hmm. I think that's cool. But I think everyone, that's not what's going to happen. Right. It's well, you know, it's, so, so much of, of really good CGI um, requires a lot of collaboration yeah. between like the visual effects um, artists and the production. From what I understand, what 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 what's very common is that a movie will be mostly shot, and and you know they, they might they'll, they'll they'll bring in some some visual effects people because obviously it's, you know to set up the green screens and, and this and that, but it's it's and and you know kind of coordinate that aspect. Um, but so much of the work that they do isn't done until like the last five to six months, four to six months of of post production, and like that's usually not enough time for. A Marvel movie, or you know, some other big tentpole movie, which is why you see so much mediocre CGI in in, in Marvel movies. Um, okay, I didn't know that because I don't really watch Marvel. Is that a criticism of Marvel? Yeah, I mean, they, they've oh. definitely had some 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 movies that were that, that had some I, I thought pretty great CGI, but then other but a, a good chunk of it is sort of like okay, yeah, they did on a green screen, or yeah, they this is. Um, but yeah. you know, for, but you 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 pointed out Jurassic Park. Um, uh there were three main departments on that on, on the effects side so you had the 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 computer generated department then you had stan winston doing um the animatronics and then you had another guy who was handling the practical stuff of like dinosaurs interacting with physical stuff so even if there was a cgi dinosaur knocking over a tree it's like okay well we have to build a rig where the tree would fall down and then the cgi mm-hmm. guys would come in and, and animate the dinosaur knocking over the tree but they all work together and, and and which is why you know like it it blends almost seamlessly from the animatronic to the practical real world stuff to the CGI because they had and and it's also Spielberg so he's you know he's yeah. got a lot of pull and be like okay I want these effects to blow people's minds give us more time and money to make sure that every single aspect of the effects um, is top notch um, unfortunately you know as what happens in pretty much every industry it's like the industry goes oh this is great new technology how can we speed it up how can we uh, yeah. get more bang for our buck here. Right. Um, and they start to cut corners. And then so the visual effects guys, um, it's like, well, we would love to be able to come in earlier in the production to be able to work more closely with the with the physical side mm-hmm. and to incorporate CGI into the physical stuff. Um, but you 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 don't really call us in really until later into the production. And we don't have enough time to create, you know, these these photo real images because we don't have enough reference to use. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, uh, you know, one of the things that kind of brought up this conversation is this article in the yeah. Hollywood Reporter um, came out recently, October 23rd. Um, and so there was a panel um, held uh, in Italy mm. uh, that featured some visual effects yeah. artists. And they're talking about this. Um, so, so, you know, the, the this is these are excerpts from from a, a much longer panel. Um but uh, so I'll, I'll bring up a quote here from one of the artists. I got into this to actually work with people, not work with bots. Um, I still want to feel like I'm creative and wanting to push my boundaries of knowledge and emotion and get those mm-hmm. things into artwork. Um, and he added, I love using AI, but I also hate using it. And I feel like it's it's the dehumanization of art. Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of interesting that a CGI artist is saying, mm. I don't want to work with bots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I guess behind that CGI, there's a human or a team of humans who were making that, right? Yeah. Even though it's not the same as like, I don't know, the, the name your favorite painting. Right. right. But, um, but here it would be like, okay, you're going to get that result and a human's not going to make it. Now, of course, executives are going to lick their lips at that, right? They're going to say, that's exactly what we want. We want to get rid of all these annoying uh, graphic designers who uh, have benefits and have a salary and have a union and all of that. We want to just get to the product. Uh, and that's their incentive. Right. Um, and that's the system's incentive. And I think like that, uh, that's like the labor argument to it. Um, The art side to it, which is more what we talk about on here is um, while I don't think it possesses the same kind of gravitas that it would, like I said, I'll bring up the El Greco painting again. It is still cool that human beings were like a team of humans. Like let's use Jurassic Park again, even though that was 30 years ago, almost. Yeah. they they did work together to create a, a movie that really holds up like Jurassic oh, yeah. Park holds oh, yeah. up as much as any movie does yep um from that time and to combine these different uh elements of CGI and practical effects and hybrids of that mm-hmm. um, to create something timeless like Jurassic Park is timeless oh yeah uh, our, my kids will be watching Jurassic Park my grandchildren will be watching watching Jurassic Park to be honest like I listen to uh, a movie podcast and one of them's always like how come jurassic park has cornered the mo-? like there aren't other dinosaur movies and not yeah, like yeah. not good ones right right like, <laughs> like i just watched i watched 65 came out this year adam driver love adam driver i'll watch any he's one of those that like i'll just watch whatever he's in uh-huh. one of those actors to me like, it was not a good movie yeah and it's just like jurassic park owns the dinosaur market yeah. and that's because of the original jurassic park that's how good it is yeah that they kind of yeah. make a bunch of you know, stinkers, but it's still like the dinosaur franchise. Uh, you know, what's funny is so uh, it came out the same year as Jurassic Park. It was called Carnosaur and it was a really shitty, like low really? budget. Yeah. Sci-fi horror movie. Um, it was also based on a novel. Um, okay. uh, and it, it had a plot that was, it, it was fairly different from Jurassic Park. It, it involved mm. a mad scientist who was, who hated humanity and wanted to like return the planet back to the way it was 65 million years ago and and, and but, but but was actually it, it was actually kind of a similar plot device to Jurassic Park what they wanted to do but what the scientists wanted to do was um uh, uh take uh prehistoric like you know uh, uh dinosaur dna and inject it into chickens i think and then use that mm-hmm. um to to bring them back to life or whatever funny thing is though the the main mad scientist if i remember correctly was played by Laura Dern's mom really <laughs> yeah carnosaur carnosaur yeah and there was a series there were like three or four of them and they're all really really bad yeah it did it came out in 93 what's laura dern's mom i forgot her name because she's an oscar-winning actress um she's um, a fa- she's a famous chick see. is it diane ladd yes yes and she married bruce dern yeah i guess or, so, yeah. yeah she's a mother of laura dern and ex-husband's bruce dern no yeah. interesting yeah i don't really know her um um but yeah, it's funny that uh, uh, <laughs> so it's like like her her, her it's for because she she's I know I don't know if she won Oscars but I know she's been nominated for Oscars. Oh, but she's she, in Ghost of Mississippi. That's mm. a big movie. But it's funny, like Carnosaur was like later in in her career, like she had just got yeah. nominated for Wild at Heart. This looks like this this 
cover looks familiar, but yeah, you can even tell from the cut, co- like the cover, it's not very good. <laughs> Driven to extinction, back for revenge. Like revenge on who? The comet? Like we didn't do it. <laughs> like, oh my god, Roger Ebert named it the worst movie of 1993. Yeah, that's so funny. The film has since gained a cult following as a mockbuster, but it wasn't made ironically right no um it's based on a 1984 novel by john brosnan yeah when did i wonder i think that came out before jurassic park like my, michael crichton is jurassic park yeah wait the novel or the yeah uh, yeah the, the novel let me uh, see. based on 1984 john brosnan novel the same yeah it name? came out before jurassic park really jurassic park the novel came out in 1990 oh wow <laughs> that's great this looks familiar because i'm surprised i haven't seen this did you know that i was like a huge dinosaur kid yeah yeah i think you mentioned that before okay yeah i i used to watch like dinosaur documentaries when i was like five years old Mm. i could pronounce every dinosaur i could um tell you what period they lived in like like jurassic park used to bother me as a kid because tyrannosaurus rex didn't live during the jurassic period right right. during the cretaceous period yeah and like shit like that and I, i'd be like five years old saying that and they'd be like what are you talking about yeah like you're a kid just enjoy the movie but uh yeah actually this funny story where my my sweet grandmother got me uh a, a dinosaur toy like she always did and i specifically wanted pterodactyl and me being a little shithead like held it up to her i was like my mom does this look like a pterodactyl? And I was like four <laughs> years old. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck it looks like. <laughs> you were a dick back yeah, then. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, this this isn't what I asked for. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know how we got on the feed. Yeah, no, I've not seen Carnosaur, which surprises me because I've seen like everything dinosaur related. They're uh, garbage, but they're kind of fun, trashy. Like, like it's good, sort of like pizza and beer Friday night. What is Carnosaur? Carnosaur, yeah. Um, okay. I just remember watching them, uh, seeing them at the VHS store that I used to go to. Like it was always like in like in sort of like right. That's movie. what I mean. Like I, I feel like I recognize this cover. Yeah, but I can't believe I haven't seen it. Yeah, there's a good bo- a good dinosaur book. I think it's like a young adult book, but it was mm. Raptor. Um, that was a good one. Mm. I don't know if anyone out there has read that, but that I'm gonna that bleep was... out the name of that. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the name of your uh, upcoming novel instead, so people will. Be oh familiar. yeah, whoa! Ben writes uh, dinosaur books. I should write a dinosaur book. I have an idea for a dinosaur book, but then I realized it might have already been written. That happens Jurassic to me Park? sometimes. No, it was uh, Dragon Teeth, which mm. is a, I wanted. Have you ever heard of like the dinosaur kind of what do you call it? Like not Gold Rush, but. There was like dinosaur mania in like the 1920s, I think, oh, okay. where they first started discovering them. And I think it was a lot in America and maybe the British, because the British were everywhere. Yeah. But um, where there were like feuds between paleontologists. Mm. And um, it was really like a really interesting. I thought it'd be a really interesting concept for a novel, which I'm sure has been done before. But then I was like, I'm pretty sure Michael Crichton wrote that book already yeah. Uh, yeah. called Dragon Teeth. But I'm going to read it. Uh, but more instead of like the you know, Jurassic Park's very cool, but it's very, um, I don't know, elaborate. It's about dinosaurs coming back. This is more about the hunt for dinosaur bones, basically. Right, right. Yeah. But dinosaurs rule. I had dinosaur sheets on my bed in college. 
<laughs> people loved him. I'm not even kidding. I used to wear a dinosaur sheet toga to my toga parties every year. Whenever like gangbusters. <laughs> Fucking nerd. Well, I had a friend who, oh my God, I, I, I love her. She's great. I haven't talked to her in a very long time, but I guess she comes from a really religious family. Mm-hmm. So she sat, she, we were like, it, it, like all like a bunch of people in my room hanging out. She's like, oh, Ben, I love your dinosaur sheets. I'm like, yeah, aren't they great? She's like, yeah, too bad. I don't believe they ever existed. I was like, oh, oh. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'd, I'd respond to that. <laughs> uh, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, anyway, so getting back to Carnosaur, um, the main topic of this episode. Yeah. Um, it's called Carnosaur. <laughs> Carnosaur episode. Um, uh, but yeah, getting back to the visual effects thing, which by the way, Carnosaur has terrible uh, <laughs> animatronics. <laughs> I think I think I think I'm gonna replace. Um, I, you're gonna be really happy about this one. I think I'm gonna uh, replace uh, under the Silver Lake references with Carnosaur uh-huh. references. All right, be, like, I have to Carnosaur. see it though. I just I'm gonna I'm actually gonna watch Carnosaur now. Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, you know what movie has terrible terrible dinosaur animatronics? Was that is um. It's a journey to the center of the earth. Is like it's a movie from like the nineteen seventies, I think. Oh, okay. That movie is so bad, uh, and they have terrible, terrible. Like they have one where a pterodactyl is flying, and it's like not even flapping its wings. It's just like moving like a fighter jet, just like straight. <laughs> and it's just like its mouth isn't moving and like there's someone in it you know flailing around yeah and yeah. its wings aren't moving and it's like and at first i was like oh well maybe this movie is really old i'm like it came out in 1975 like they were making incredible stuff in 1975 yeah, yeah. not like ni- the 19th it honestly looked like it'd be made like the 1930s oh shit i want to double check this but um yeah anyway so what's your crime store reference Oh yeah, I'm just saying. Going forward, I'm just gonna start making Carnosaur segues, yeah, and, and references. Um, they remade this movie, but that's not the one. Yeah, didn't uh, Disney remake Journey to the Center of the Yeah, Earth? is that the Will Ferrell one? No, that was um. Frasier. Yeah, I've seen the Brent Fraser one. in this. Yeah, is this a remake though? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Uh, Anyway, I don't want to hold this up. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of this shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, half half the show is just us trying to remember names. For... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yes, that's exactly what it is. Um, AI, AI. visual effects. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's th- th- there is a fair amount of 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 the human element in good CGI, you know, because they are artists, you know, they, they still have to understand color and light and shadow and, and texture. Um, so many things that you mm-hmm. would, un- you would know if you went to like an art school. Um, and also like, you know, there, there's a lot of design work that's done physically, um, you know, that's, that's, that informs a lot of CGI. So, you know, there, there's still a fair amount of, of, of human elements there, but, you know, with AI kind of starting to, remove a lot of that stuff um uh uh yeah it's 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 aiming to disrupt uh the industry um all right hold on do you want to clarify i found the movie it's oh, okay the land that time forgot not oh, the land okay. that time forgot is a very bad movie 
and it's from 1975. I was right about that. I gave it a 41. Whoa. So, so pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So AI, um, actually, AI could have probably, like, that would have probably that benefited movie. that movie. Yeah. <laughs> would have helped that movie. Um, this movie would know, have been man. better if there were fewer humans working on it. I do think, so I think some of the AI stuff where it's like, especially what's like, I don't know, pernicious mm-hmm. draconian is like, uh, we want to basically scan you actor who's struggling and use you f- in perpetuity and right. you don't get any sort of uh, yes. remuneration for that. Um, and that's what you should do. And you should sign this contract saying that. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Like, what is scaring me? Dude, like, honestly, I, I, I want to move. Uh, I talk about this from like a legal standpoint. Yeah. Like I have to, in my life, like in my career, I have to use evidence, right? I have to use evidence to prove cases or refute cases, like refute allegations, um, impeachment evidence. I have to use evidence. And I'm seeing a commercial for a phone that can change if a person is smiling or not. Have you seen those commercials? No, I haven't. It's like add a smile. So like the kid's taking a selfie, he's not smiling and it changes to him smiling. That is so insane to me. Immediately my head goes to, oh my God, like if you can change someone smiling, like that could be the entire context for something like consent or not. Exactly. That could be like, if you can change that, can you, you can change what, maybe they're holding a weapon or not, or like whatever it is. It's just, are they holding the car keys? Are they like, that is so crazy to me that this is going to cause so many problems. I just kind of want to vent about that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like, I saw this commercial for the first time, maybe like two weeks, because I don't see a lot of commercials unless they're in like a streaming service. It's right. the only time I really watch live TV that has commercials would be like sports. Yeah. So I have to be watching a football game. And even then a lot of times I'm watching NFL red zone, but I'm watching like a saints game. I'm watching a baseball game and their commercial. I'm like, Oh my God, this is insane. Yeah. Like who, no one, is anyone sounding the alarms about this stuff? Because it's only a matter of time. Like I joked about it when Trump was uh, facing some of his many charges. And, you know, people do like funny Trump AI stuff because Trump's easy to do AI for because he's probably the most recognizable person in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, It has been for a while, but especially when he became president of the United States, who was already one of the most recognizable people in the world no matter who they are. And then you make it Donald Trump. So people would be like Trump, like fighting off police officers in the street outside of like the New York city, um, you know, the, the Southern district of New York or something. And it it looks real, but of course, you know, it's not right. But like, that's because it's Donald Trump. Now just take some Joe Schmo who doesn't have a recognizable profile. Someone can, you know, create these images that are much harder to disprove because he doesn't have the same alibi because he's not Donald Trump. Like that is so terrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, man, I, I think we're really headed like the, the cost is going to be, I think people, um, but from the art perspective, people losing their jobs, art losing its kind of soul. Um, and also just a, worst product in the end because that's what always fucking happens with this kind of stuff for the most part yeah, uh, eventually yeah. this the quality goes down when you don't have to pay people and there's not competition um i, I want to get more on that later and then the other part is like and it's like the more i don't know if it's the more serious but the scarier part is like innocent people facing 
like implications because yes. like, like facing i don't know prison time or, right. or like even maybe if it's not used in court like you can't use a stenographer or not stenographer you can't use a um lie detector in court like those will still be used in the court of public opinion which right. sometimes is even worse yes ruin your lot like we countless people have had their lives ruined from dumb shit that's more verifiable that it's nothing to do with ai and that's like really really scary to me i'm not trying to be melodramatic for the podcast like this is really concerning to me for both like myself and my loved ones yeah and just like for society as a whole remember a few years ago when they were um when <clears throat> when people were deep faking actresses faces onto porn stars do you remember that it kind of for a little bit but it seemed to i mean that's been a thing there. for a while yeah but it was always kind of so obvious it was like yeah. it was funny yeah um but i don't know that gotten much better oh my god yeah it's gotten it, it leaps and bounds who specifically and what, where do you find it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean like ai in general I'm, but yeah. but my, my point is i it, i remember that was making headlines for a bit but it does i don't know if it's just kind of people just got over it or because i mean like now you can you, you can put you know jennifer lawrence and make it look much more convincing in into a porn yeah i think i've seen that one Oh yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but yes, and but again, yeah, that's also bad, right? And and celebrities yeah. are people too. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, they have personal lives, and and uh, I'm actually uh, side quest here. I've actually always been as much as I can't stand celebrities, like for the yeah. most part, I've actually always been on their side when it comes to, like paparazzi and this oh, kind yeah. of shit yeah. because yeah. I don't give a shit. So it's like, why are you fucking with these people? Like, I don't give a shit in what they do in their personal lives, as long as not hurting anyone right. or saying dumb shit about like things I care about. They're sure. just going about their lives, making movies or making music or whatever it is. Like, I don't care who they're dating. Yeah, I don't yeah. care, well, like where where they're eating dinner or, or yeah. what gala they're at. Yeah. Um, so I've actually always been on their side for that. But something like a like a, you know, like Jennifer Lawrence's face on a on a sex video is like. Well, okay, we know it's not real, right? right like, right. you just kind of know. But my concern more is the girl who's not Jennifer Lawrence. Right. Like, it's right. passed around her high school. And then it's, like, just to have to defend something sometimes is traumatic enough. Yeah. Like, that might sound a little, I don't know, snowflakey. But, like, I I'm serious. Like, yeah. having to just – it's one of those things, like, why am I on the defensive here? Like, yeah. why is the burden on me? The burden's on you to prove that this is me. Not yeah. on me to defend that, like, no, I didn't do this. Like, that could ruin relationships with parents, with boyfriends and girlfriends. I mean, it's probably going to be weaponized more against women because I think this stuff just typically is. Yeah. And more the people who go into this kind of stuff, like hackers and AI stuff, are men. And I don't know. I, there's a lot of sickos out there. Yeah. Um, of course, it'll be used against men, too. In fact, a lot of um, the a report came out where a lot of these scams, uh, maybe to someone like me, is so, so obvious that it's a bot and it's fake. Right. But apparently young boy, like Gen Z, like high schoolers and stuff, there's a huge problem with them getting scammed from mm. quote unquote girls yeah. who, you know, are saying, send me a dick pic, send me, you know, and then they compromise. I'm like, all right, send me 40 bucks or else I share it. All right, yeah. send me a hundred bucks or else I share. And they like it's a big problem. Uh, apparently, I had no idea. Right. Um, and that's yeah. AI. Like that's a yeah. form of AI. Yeah, yeah. That's nuts, man. Yeah. Uh 
It's a but, great movie uh, that that uh, we talked about it before. The Artifice Girl, which apparently is, I think, going to be nominated for some Oscars. Um, I don't know because I think it's on some lists, which was nice to see because I, I don't think it has a very high budget. Um, I liked it a lot. It's it's like a very contained movie, mm-hmm. but a lot of people uh, they out there saying um, that it's. I think on some. I think it's on some uh, some lists for for Oscar contention. Not I don't know like best picture, but may, maybe some things. Yeah, I'm looking up the the synopsis. A mad scientist specializing in agricultural genetic engineering uses chickens from the plant she works to breed dinosaurs. That's um, not, wait, wait. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. No, that was congressman. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right dude let, let's just talk about carnosaur yeah. like, that's so, not the movie at all <laughs> this movie rocks the artifice girl huh interesting oh it's got lance henriksen in it yeah dude it's like it's like the only it was in german Mm. like it's so yes it has what, what's it uh, yeah Lance Henriksen he's so I don't want to say it's a bait and switch but he's in like it's cut up in the thirds he's in like the final third okay. so he's in it he's like a big part of it but it's not like he's in it from start to finish do you know what it, uh he named his autobiography and I'm dead serious um, it, 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 it's a line from aliens not bad on. for a human <laughs> oh really that's good yeah, yeah he's great yeah. he he plays speaking of AI like doesn't he play an AI in that yeah, yeah. Dude, when he play gets play. torn apart in that, that's like one of like you can't do that shit with CGI. Uh, or is yeah. that CGI? That's practical, right? It's practical, yeah. Because that, that is 86. such a good that is such a fun scene. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, very cool. Um Stan Winston, who did the effects for who did the animatronics for uh Jurassic Park. Um so Oh, he did yeah. aliens. Yeah. No. I like aliens more than alien. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that yeah. I like I love them both though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but, uh, this girl's very good, and that's how I think AI can be used in a positive way. Mm-hmm. That movie concerns more of the morality of it and consciousness, and I'm such a sucker for those kind of stories, yeah. and plots, uh, which I think poses its own set of questions. Not the more like for society, it's a it's definitely a benefit, right? But the cost in that is to the AI herself, right? And that's that that's more of the question, and it's very good. It's it's really well done. Um, it's about catching sexual predators. Nice. Using AI. Um, does it have Chris Hansen in it? No, that'd be so funny if they had <laughs> AI Chris Hansen. Let me sit down. What what are you what are you doing here? Um big dummy, I guess. Let <laughs> me have a seat. Have a cookie. <laughs> um you have a box of uh of Condoms, fruit punch, yeah, fruit punch coolies and condoms. <laughs> We're we gonna do with those. All this for a, a party after. Yeah. Was... <laughs> oh man, dumbass rednecks. Uh, like... Um, but yeah, I wonder if there's a way to like, you know, put in like a digital watermark into AI generated, um, like imagery or content where it's like, you can kind of prove that it's been tampered with, that it's not something that's, um. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not real. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Because uh, the, the the company that I write for, they put out a notice saying um, 
any articles that are written with with AI will be rejected. But it's also like, how would you know though? That's I I, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, how would you? And dude, as someone who uh, submits work to publications, it's like yeah. all of a sudden that popped up. Yeah. Like AI language that came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden everyone, it kind of, I mean, that happens with a lot of stuff. It happened with like DEI stuff and all yeah. these things. Like it's just, right. just a conflagration and everywhere it's like AI. And the good thing is it's all anti-AI, but that's, yeah. you know, out of um, kind of self-preservation, uh, self-interest. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree. How, how would you know? Um, is there maybe... I guess it'd be so tedious, but like some sort of, you know, you can like reverse look up a photo. Yeah. yeah. Like a reverse engineering. But I mean, I just can't see that being practical. That's one thing if like a professor is using it for like 20 essays. Right. Not, right. A, not a publication who's getting hundreds, if not thousands, like the New Yorker. They get like thousands of, of um, submissions. Yeah. I don't know how often, but I mean, their whole thing is that they actually read every submission. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, that's what it takes so long to get back to you. Yeah. Um, but I, but I do not like, I actually got a personalized response once from a, from a submission from New Yorker. They weren't yeah. publishing me, but yeah. they, it, they like, they had comments on the work. I published. this was back in law school. On, yeah. Like, whatever. I was like, it was just cool that it, someone at the New Yorker read what I wrote. Yeah. Like that, that was very cool. So, so that being said, like how would the New Yorker, no, like reverse engineer your essay, your short story, whatever it is. My guess is that um, AI tools typically source from existing content. So maybe there's an AI researching bot that can like scour the internet. And be like, oh, this. Oh, this, yeah. We have AI article. fighting AI. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so. So and this is this is years ago. This is probably close to a decade ago. Yeah. Um, but there was a tech company that was working on on bots uh, to send to to like you know the moon or Mars th that would like um, you know like drive around on, on a surface and dig up like materials and analyze them and then but, but like like ha have like you know a little squadron of these bots and so mm -hmm. they would message each other saying hey there's basically like like you know there's there's something interesting here and then alert the other robots to it and so they they, they designed this this sort of obstacle course and like they they they. they I guess the scientists you know, create like some kind of um, uh, 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 challenge for for, for the mm -hmm. bots of like you know whoever collects the most of a certain mineral will win, right? Mm -hmm. So what one of the bots did it learned how to lie, so it, it sent a signal to the other bot saying, "Hey, there's a bunch <laughs> of this mineral here," and then it went to another part and then it dug up all of the material for itself and it won. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Is, is that the best tool against AI? Is this more AI? <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, man. I, it's one of those things where it's like, it's inevitable at this point. Yeah. Um, if we stopped like a bunch of tech, I don't know, influencers, uh, that's not the right term because that's such a negative connotation. People in the tech world, right? Executives, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, influential people in the tech world were like, we have to do a pause. But it's like, I don't know. Other people aren't going to pause. Yeah. Like China's not going to pause. Uh, so... I think someone said the more decentralized it is, the better. Hmm. So if, if like people in Sweden and people in America and people in China and people in, you know, all, all over the world are working on it separately, it'll create, I guess, like checks and balances in a way. I don't completely understand the argument. 
I do think a centralized AI will turn into like, you know, Sorry. I have no mouth, I have no mouth, but I'm a, yeah, it's Skynet or I have no mouth, but I'm a scream. I kind of wrote my own um, AI short story recently. That was somewhat about AI. That was, that was more about the consciousness and AI um, titled me. You can find that that's in TRM, right? No, that's not, that's in fireworks stories. Um, that's on my medium page also though. No, it's not. I forget. I published a lot of stuff. Um, that's in fireworks stories, which you can find uh, on the internet. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Like it's going to happen. And I guess the more guardrails, the better. But I think I, I, I do think it's scary. It is. Um, and so getting back to the article in the, in the Hollywood Reporter, it's, you know, uh, one of the artists uh, on this panel brings up an interesting perspective. Hmm. Um, multiple speakers said that they believe jobs will be lost as AI driven tools advance. Jobs will be lost. The proposal for AI is massive efficiency gains, and there's financial incentives for any company that's employing people to be profitable. And the more efficient your employees are, probably the less employees you need. I'm hoping that the budgets won't go down, so we actually do have that time to spend on the work. But frankly, I think the budgets will probably go down because they will think, oh, it's so much easier to do. Um, this artist added, uh, but where's the part where... Oh, yeah. Yes, jobs will be lost. Yeah. But that's the you know, sacrifice I'm willing to make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. This is the main thing I actually wanted to bring up. Um, I try to be motivational um, talking to, to people who are trying to get into the visual effects industry. I try to be motivational and I tell them, yes, most likely, probably you're going to lose your job. I lost my job when I started off before I got to Pixar. I was working in wax and paste. I was working on edutainment, CD-ROMs, things that don't even exist anymore. Um, but at the same time, we have a front row seat to technology that nobody else in the history of the planet has used before. And that's kind of exciting. But, um, so but I, I don't think, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, it, you know, is that, you know, kind of like the best we can hope for? Or is just kind of like, okay, well, let's just try to make the most of it. Let's just try to learn about as much. I don't, think so. AI. <laughs> I don't think it's an equivalent. Like, yeah, that this, this person is speaking lost his job because he was doing edutainment was that like education entertainment which definitely still exists like crash course that exists which i, I like a lot yeah um, I, i'm i'm not sure exactly what they're what specifically they're, they're referring to with edutainment but yeah or or wax and paste or whatever like but that cd rom like these things went from human created to human created and wouldn't i mean you tell me what what do you think uh do you think the same amount of people worked on let's say um the little mermaid right the original little mermaid that worked on the latest pixar movie um it's hard it's probably a hard question to answer yeah but like there it's not like there's one guy making frozen right 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 there's a team just like there's a team doing the drawings for um little mermaid right, right. It's not, am i right about that like or, or a miyazaki movie like i don't does miyazaki do all of that or is there a team doing the miyazaki movies i'm pretty sure it's, it's a team I, I would think so so that's the difference but here but so so when you went from that to which i think is a different product and i think timeless like nightmare for christmas like yeah, yeah it's arduous it's but it's timeless it's beautiful it, it's yeah. creative 
Um, but the people who worked on that, and then if they're working on, and, and and um, I always forget his name. Who did that? Well, actually, the artist was different. Everyone thinks it's uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton, but apparently he like didn't have as big a role as people think. Yeah, he, he was just he was a producer and he co-wrote the story for the it. story, right? But it was like some other guy who no, I mean, I'm doing it right now. Like I just listened to a podcast about this two weeks ago, and I can't remember his name, and I feel bad about it because yeah. he created this thing that is still found all over like culture. Yeah. Um, that brought it to life, but uh, like those guys, guys like that. And, and, and women like that, like they work on Pixar movies. They work on DreamWorks, which was like the next phase. Mm-hmm. But that's not what's going to happen with AI. The yeah. next phase is little, like it's fewer and fewer humans. And so I, I don't think it's an equivalent. I, I could be wrong about that, but I would say maybe more people are employed for uh, how to train your dragon too than were employed on Fantasia. I don't know. Right. Like I, I, I would actually think so. Maybe this is a bigger production, um, but or, or maybe yeah, because Disney is Pixar, like Disney Pixar. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here, but but I would I would think that it's not necessarily a bad thing, even if the art form kind of went away, which, which I grew up with that I, I kind of love, like that hand drawn. I think the last hand drawn Disney movie was was it Princess and the Frog? Mm, I, I think, think so. Yeah. So while that form is kind of gone and everything's Pixar now, um, and sometimes there's a nostalgia feel for stuff, so maybe that will come back, but more of a, um, just a, a not as like a huge part of the industry, but more of something just to to go see, right. uh, to, to scratch that itch, um, which is nice in itself. But uh, I, I don't, uh, again, just saying that this, this speaker's, uh, I think it's a false equivalent. Um tying on to that though um so what do you think the budget for the original toy story was oh that was like the late 90s yeah it was 95 and keep in mind it's the first 90s. feature length fully digitally animated film ever toy story was okay the budget for it yeah oh man i don't know where to start 10 million dollars 30 million okay 30 guess million. what the, the budget for toy story 4 was a hundred million, <laughs> two hundred million. Wow, that's nuts! From thirty million to two hundred million, and it's still like CGI. Um, the tools have mm-hmm. gotten better um, and faster. Um, so I, 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 yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, inflation, inflation will will account for a big chunk of that. But I don't think yeah. thirty million to to two hundred million in what eighteen years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That that, that seems like a huge. I, uh, yeah. um, so yeah I'm, I'm curious about what that extra money went to mm. um, here's the thing Pixar wasn't owned by Disney up until officially until like the 2000s or something right um, so I don't know maybe just because it's owned by Disney Disney's like yeah we're willing to spend more on for that budget that like <laughs> that's the budget for for doesn't that count for like marketing and for paying actors and, and all of that as far as I know, the, the, what I just looked up, it just refers to the production budget. Oh, um, okay. okay. Uh, but the, the, the sort of general rule of thumb in Hollywood is that uh, uh, the production budget matches the marketing budget or, or, or vice versa, yeah. actually. So if you have a big okay. Marvel movie that costs $200 million, then the marketing will cost $200 million. Really? Um, but when yeah. you look it up on like Wikipedia and it says budget, like, will it be $400 million or $200 million? $200 million. It, oh. it, it, it just takes into account the production costs. Okay. 
Um, which it's funny, like it always cracks me whenever a movie makes seven hundred million dollars. It's like, yeah, but it costs, <laughs> you know, like like that. And people say, you know, that that was a flaw that you know for the studio. And it's like, oh, because it was the marketing costs. Well, and then isn't there something like I've heard the whole like Hollywood accounting where they kind of make everything be a loss so mm. that like they don't have to pay taxes or something like that. Oh yeah. Where it's yeah. like you just say everything and but like everyone makes millions of dollars. Yeah. Everyone yeah. makes a ton of money. Yeah. It's all over the place, but it's like somehow a loss for the studio. Yeah. I, I've heard that term. It's, isn't it, I think it's called like Hollywood accounting or something yep. like that. Or it's yep. actually a way to like screw over actors or because if they get like the movie's profitable, then they get, I don't know, incentives or something like that. I, I'm really speaking for lack of experience here. Um, but I do, I have heard the term. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Did you ever see the, the, the producers, the, the Mel Brooks? Not a very, very long time. Kind of is, that the one, is, that, is that the one springtime for Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, I think Nathan Lane was in that, right? Well, he was in the remake. He was in the uh, remake. With, with okay. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They, and they, that's where they want to make a flop that's so bad it's good, right? No, no. It's, 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 oh. so there, or, or at least in the original, the, the, the premise was that um, uh, uh, the theater company that they, that they owned, um, uh, uh, they realized that they would have made more money from a flop because um, the guy who, who owns the theater, um, he gets all of his funding from like uh, seducing old ladies and he gets them to like, hey, can you donate a thousand dollars to this upcoming production in exchange for 20% of the profits? Um, so they figure if like, okay, like we'll, we, 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 you know, accumulate tens of thousands of dollars. We produce a flop. And so it gets canceled after the first show. And because we owe all, we owe all of these, this huge percentage of, of the profits. If there are no profits, we just keep whatever's left over. And then we can just take out oh, the money. I see. I see. Yeah. It's like <laughs> kind of finagling. That's like, yeah. like financial chicanery that, that yeah. yes, they do. Obviously that's not Hollywood. That'd be Broadway, but same kind of concept. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. The, but then like, so they like, let's come up with, with a production that's so offensive. Nobody will like it. And so they came with a musical of, of, of Hitler, of the Holocaust yeah, that's up for Hitler. And then it became a huge hit and everybody loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very you know i should i should watch that i haven't seen that in a very long time i i remember the commercials but the nathan lane and matthew broderick broderick ones um yeah. i feel like that was like mid-2000s maybe i think so yeah late 2000s i feel like i saw it on tv all the time springtime for hitler we want to put it on broadway like i, I still remember <laughs> that i do nathan i do love nathan lane though he's great yeah oh he's great yeah um there's a little bit of hope in this article um because they're they're talking about um uh when companies hire their their effects company <laughs> uh there are lots of ranges of challenges for us as a studio to even think about using i everything including the kind of moral ethics elements to it we even have cli clients of, our, of ours who have asked us to amend our contracts with them to say that we will not deploy ai in the creation of work for them and that all of the work has to be created by the hand of a human and that's the actual phrase of the contract um the contract essentially says that you will ensure that if you want to deploy de uh, generative AI of any type, then you can make a case with this client and they will opt in or opt out, essentially. And let's be honest, that means their legal department is going to review that, that situation and decide whether they think there is a copyright risk. Um, so that's interesting. So, so like, by the way, I just want to say, I think the hand, the hand of a human is a great novel title. I might take that. The Hand of a Human? Yeah, that is actually, yeah. Um, I, I just copyrighted it, so... <laughs> <laughs> just well, registered it with copyright and your copyright 
Oh, I'm gonna use AI. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna AI the shit out of you, man. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Like maybe there's a little bit of hope there of, of like clients putting pressure on companies. Like we only want the hand of the artist uh, here. We don't want AI to. Wait, is that the client or is that the? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. I thought that was the. Um... We, yeah, we even have clients of ours who have asked us to amend our contracts oh. with them to say that we will not deploy AI in the creation of work for them. Oh, yeah. But so those are they when they say clients, they mean the the what do you call it? Um, design. So it'll be, it's the production company. So it'll be like, um, you know, a commercial saying, you know, right. want some CGI, but we don't we don't want AI involved. Gotcha. Um that's great for smaller productions who are like, yeah, we want like actual artists working on this. Um, but you know, the studios don't really care about that. They, they, you know, um, I think, um, what if it's like, like when I wrote me, which is the AI uh, short story I wrote uh -huh. about AI, not with AI, I, I cheekily put like a human certified short story. Right. Right. Like, do you think it'd be like, uh, you know, a GMO free type thing? Like mm. AI free, like this production is without, and if we kind of create that distinction, I mean, I'm always for, I'm a big proponent of consumers making informed decisions. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to take a stand and you don't want to see an AI generated, like, I think that's like, you maybe should be able to know that. Yeah. That is getting government involved in private. Like I, I get the arguments for that, but sure. I don't know. Sometimes the distinction is good. Like all yeah. the shit that used to go into our food, that still goes into our food. Some states might overdo it. Like I think your home state of California, he like knew some band like Red Dye Number Fourteen or like I don't know, like some random shit. Yeah, yeah. Of course, governments it. are always gonna, and that's the you know that's the pendulum. Sure. But um, hold on, my cat is totally gonna rip this out of here. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, but you you might be onto something there. You know, it's it's like you know when you go to the grocery store, like, do we get the regular eggs that are cheaper, or am I willing to spend an extra fifty cents to get you know cage free? Yeah, or eggs. yeah, organic GMO, like non GMO, and then it's like, well, what do these things mean? What like, and that's the whole argument. Well, GMOs actually aren't so bad, or they are bad in these things. Like, uh, so maybe just some sort of distinction. It's like, well, what am I buying in a sense? Like, yeah, no. was this movie? Did they use AI and? just like it's the same thing it's like people like to i don't know i think a lot of people i like to i like to buy something that says made in the usa yeah. right now was every part of that made in the usa my favorite one I, I ever see is there's this ice company that's like made in the usa it's like it's just ice so it's yeah. water like it's american <laughs> water i hope we're not importing our ice like that'd yeah, be a little yeah. i think a little excessive but okay awesome you may frozen in the usa water like i'm buying it <laughs> There's a, uh, uh, whenever I, I get like lime juice, um, uh, for like cocktails and stuff, uh, there's one brand, I think it says like, um, made from limes from Guatemala, uh, bottled in New Zealand or so, uh, bottled in some other country in, in Asia or something like that. It's yeah. like, holy shit. Like this is from two different countries just to get this. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, you should look at the back. Like a lot of, a lot of olive oils, um, unless it's like Italian olive oil, Greek olive oil, like you look at them, it'll be like made with olives from Spain, Greece, Italy, Tunisia, Algeria, like all these different kinds. I'm like, in this one bottle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's, you know, it's people importing stuff and 
a yeah. lot of times it's not it's the same thing with grapes like, i won't go into a whole wine thing but if yeah. a wine bottle says napa it has to have a like actually not every grape has to be from that and every appellation has their own things like it has to be 60 percent or has to be 80 percent, but that other 20 percent can come from different regions and it can still say napa and like those things are good like, like yeah yeah this is this is informed um informed consent in a way right, uh, right for a consumer and i maybe that's the route you have to go and let the market decide in a way it's kind of a mix of government and market maybe this could be left to the state governments obviously california being a huge one here yeah um, but disney's also in well i mean new york makes a lot uh things are filmed all over now georgia yeah. louisiana new mexico are big filming locations um of course new york and california uh so maybe that's the route we go and people say look i'm not going to watch shit made with ai right i'm, I'm not going to read books that are made with ai and if you're caught that like anything okay so what if you don't like what if you you don't put the designation and it's made anyway well what okay what's the punishment like it's right. all about incentives right. fines right levied fines all that stuff i don't know it might be the route we have to go yeah maybe i should become president and of earth Oh, you didn't hear on Twitter? I said, fine, I guess I'll run for president. So, oh, okay, cool. Announcing my run. Oh, good. But you weren't born in America. You are born in New Jersey, though. So that doesn't Oh, yeah. Matter, Shit. Good, good point. Yeah. All right. Never mind. That sounds <laughs> dumb anyway. That's oh, dumb. Senator. I'm over it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that is an interesting route to go in, I think, of, you know, putting pressure on, on companies to, to, one, be transparent about how much or how little of the artist's hand is um, seen in the final product. Mm -hmm. um, my worry though, is that, you know, a good chunk of consumers might not really care, but it also depends on the product though. So if it's like, if it's an animated thing, it's like, yeah, it's a cartoon. I don't really care if it was made by a computer as long as. Oh yeah. I mean, like, also, the, like the Oscars, right. Yeah. Uh, as, as much power as they still have, which I don't think is much, but yeah, yeah. maybe they have separate categories. Mm. Right. Like if they're going to make production companies have like BIPOC plus people, yeah. you have to have a certain amount of alphabet people or BIPOC plus people or women. Like if you're going to make these unnecessary designations, how do you actually help everyone and say like, no, you can't have AI in a certain percentage of your movie or at all. Right. Or it's not even up. Like it can be up for awards. And again, right. people don't give a shit anymore about that stuff. Yeah. Right. Like the biggest moneymaker movies, are never up for any of these awards, right. I, I think. Um, and as long as that's the case, and they probably won't care, but for the rest of us who like all different types of movies and all different types of art, yeah. um, it is important. Yes. Maybe being able to make that decision and, and if you have pressure, not just from like the people, which yeah. should be the most pressure, but it's not. Uh, if you get pressure maybe from the government, I know the libertarians would be pulling their hair out when yeah. I say that, or from... Um, whatever you would call the Oscars, like the society. somewhat of like a civil society, right? Right. right. For this industry. Um, let, I don't know. In a way, libertarians, the market will decide and they'll be like, yay. Like, no, yay. Right, so, right. Um, the Academy one, I think is, is, is a useful one because, you know, they should be like, they should reassert themselves as, you know, championing uh, artistry. And there's not, you know, and when you're offloading that artistry yeah. to AI, um, that should decrease the likelihood of you getting, you know, Oscar nomination of, of Oscar consideration. So yeah. um, I think that's actually a fair thing for the Academy to do. Um, 
hey, they win some points in my eyes, but they would, they really would. And it yeah. would be like, Hey, cause I think I honestly do believe like, I, I don't know this, but I would think that if you let's pulled a diverse number of Americans, right. In terms mm-hmm. of, you know, socioeconomic statuses, all these things, how many movies they watch, what they consume. I do think generally Americans would be like, no, I want my shit made by other Americans or, or other humans at least. Right. Like I want, right. Um, they don't have to be American. I want Hayao Miyazaki making this movie. Uh, I right. want the producers, uh, the designers at Pixar. I want Joaquin Phoenix being Napoleon. Like I want this stuff. Yep. I, I do think it would be popular. I do think it would score points. Also with, with an Academy that needs it. Yeah. Like, like I really think they would change. I, I love how we just solve every issue on the show, which is yeah. if only more people listened. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, is that going to happen? Probably not because I don't we're know. We're geniuses and we're ahead of our time. So, right. But how, yes, of course, because I was saying, but how, but the studios aren't a lot of the academy like benefactors, studio heads, and yeah, yeah. those kind of people who they Executives, just need yeah. dollar signs. Yeah, exactly. We said we're not going to talk about Israel, Joe. Mm. Is that a bad joke? <laughs> I'm joking, you bastards. <laughs> not, yes. Man, you a, spicy little it was, meatball. It was you. a joke. Not all of the producers and studio execs and people who make these decisions are Jewish. Joe, why would you assume that? Just only 98% of them. That's, that's not all of them, though. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, man, um, I'm glad that we're we're ahead of the curve on this um it sucks that we will not be listened to until we're um one with the indiscriminate dust but i will um make sure that when this podcast dies that the tombstone will say i told you so yeah we are we are prophets we're the unheard prophets (laughs) i love i love it it's like and the tale of the prophets were written on the subway walls it's like i'm at the subway it says like it's like Fuck Asians. It's like, that's not. That <laughs> uh, that's what the prophets would say. <laughs> prophets hey, baby, want some, want some dick? <laughs> yeah, these prophets suck. <laughs> um, oh, man. I bet, you know, like, again, maybe there is a sort of market-driven solution here. Um, maybe a studio can come along. Maybe a studio like A24, who's already kind of, you know, known for being on the fringes but still producing quality work you said it's growing you in, see in, what they're doing what are they doing it literally just said the opposite they said we're basically gonna start doing big budget shit <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that no oh yeah it was like last week or two weeks ago oh what it's like yo we're cashing in on that name son it's like we've been making artsy shit for eight years now it's time to make the the, the big bucks I'm surprised you didn't see this. Yeah. No, you're making shit up. I'm not making it up. I, I'm sorry if I just killed if I just killed your darling. I just... A24 executive. Yeah, we're done with this indie shit. We're going big, baby. Shit, man. No, that's, that's not a quote. Um, no, like so, so. So, what's their deal? They're doing big budget. Yes. What are you talking about? Like they're doing Captain yeah. Marvel. Uh, and I don't Captain know. DC? I, I Captain Batman. They want to start doing more big budget things. We can save that for another. We can talk about yeah. that in another episode. See what actually happens. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, want to cash in. I mean, you know, big budget isn't inher- inherently bad. Like, no, know, it's not at all. But um, not at all. But, but you know what I mean. Where where it's like, are, are they going to start doing you know adaptations? That I don't know. 
That, that I don't know. I just, I mean, if they're giving a big, bigger budget to Ari Aster, then yeah, I'm all for it. I don't um, think that's where I don't think that's where they're going, mm. but maybe. Anyway, but getting back to my original point, maybe there is a market-driven studio where it's like we specialize in stuff that you know, like actual artistry. We 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 do not allow AI, um, AI's digital hand in this in our filmmaking process at all. Well, I hope so. No, we'll see. I mean, like I said, we're we're going to be talking about this for a while, probably yeah. forever. Yeah. Even after you die, we're going to be talking about this. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm um, be AI, you. After we die, we're going to be talking about this. We'll be haunting you. We'll be like, uh, God damn it, dude, go away. <laughs> Did you know that 28% of the latest Pixar movie used AI? <laughs> I don't care. Um, I like how uh, th 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 this part struck me. And, and this is towards the end of the article. Of course, of course, at this point, AI has arrived and that won't be reversed. Companies and individuals now talk about the use of ethical AI, but asked if panel panelists believe that this is an achievable goal. Um, they quickly replied, no. <laughs> honestly, I think <laughs> honestly, I think all technology is going to be used for bad at some point by someone. So I think the framework is what needs to be set into place and laws and certain things. I love the spin. Um, I love just the market. Like I love marketing brain. It, it, it's like giving. It's like giving weapons to Ukraine. No, giving lethal aid to Ukraine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Consultant brain. No. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a Patreon. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we have a Patreon. Speaking of AI. Um, you can support us there. You can support us by liking and subscribing and leaving comments and sharing with your friends and your grandmas who, who love us. Um, and we love them too. Uh, you can join our Patreon. Uh, you can get my new book, my newest book, which is a sequel. So if you haven't gotten the first book, you should probably get that first or both at the same time, but you kind of need the first book to get the new book. You can get all of those books on my website, but if you sign up for a Patreon in any tier, you can get, one of my books, depending on the tier, you can get paperback or ebook. Um, you also get our merch. We have sweatshirts, t-shirts, stickers. I think we have a mug. I don't know. I have to check. Um, but uh, that's a way to support us and show yeah. us that you love us because we love you. Um, and uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Medium as the Reckless Muse. We've got some great short stories, and then we also have some uh, short stories from Ben. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> You dick. <laughs> I didn't catch that at first. Um, but yeah, no, we've got some terrific writers, including Ben. Um, uh, short stories and and uh, I have a new one like... actually. I'm going to publish soon. Oh, good. Um, so check us out. On the... <laughs> uh, yeah, submissions are close. Um, oh, yeah, submissions are open. <laughs> um, uh, so check us out. And if you uh, are a writer, if you have short stories or poems or uh, reviews or, um, or commentary. Or Israel-Palestine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, come check us out. And uh, uh, before we go to the age of uh, the Carnosaurus. And so we're, um, I think we need to do a Carnosaur episode. We should. <laughs> There's three movies, I think, in that series. Yeah. Um, it could yeah. be, you know, maybe we could do like a bad movie. Yeah. Oh, there's three movies. Okay, I'm not. I'm not committing to three. I'll commit to the first one. You already did. Sorry. Right. Um, well, there, oh, and there are two spinoffs too. There's Raptor, wow. which came out in 2001, and then the Eden Formula. I like the I like the sound of that. Mm. All right. Um, 
but uh, dude like when, when you look at when you see the the animatronics that they use like compared to Jurassic, and it came with the same year too as yeah. jurassic park 93 yeah. and it's like a lot of it's just like hand puppets and like, <laughs> or like or animatronics that are just like this or like a dude in a dinosaur suit that's where like, all of the scenes of like a dinosaur or a carnosaur rather ripping off a human limb um it's obviously just like a puppeteer just kind of like with very limited motion and then a person screaming as a fake arm is ripped off of their yeah. fake torso and it's, it's the funniest shit ever man i'll watch it i'm at a toilet did you ever see uh um ed wood the tim burton one with with the no it's been on my list forever it's just oh, it's never free i i i i, I recommend it if you can get a chance to see it but yeah. there's there's a scene in the movie where they're they're like sci-fi right like really low budget yeah, yeah, they're they're making a a a really shitty low budget movie, and so th there's a scene. Uh, I don't remember what the actual movie was that they were shooting, but it involved Bela Lugosi's character um, fighting an octopus. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so they had a giant mechanical octopus, but they 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 forgot the motor, and so like <laughs> so they show the behind the scenes of the in, in the movie where where Ed Wood is, is telling Bela Lugosi, he goes, "Okay, we forgot the motor." Um, so just wrap it, wrap the tentacles around you, and just pretend that it's trying to kill you. And it's just barely goes just flailing around in the pond. <laughs> ah, ah. It was, and, and like he's, it's obvious that he's home. But when you watch the original Ed Wood, the, the, the yeah. original one from the fifties, it's that's yeah. exactly what it pretty much looks like. It's just yeah. a guy, an old guy, flailing around with yeah. rubber. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like that. Uh, I feel like it always pops up as like a, a GIF. Um, I think it's a Star Trek scene where it's mm. like some guy and some like alien dinosaur. Like reptilian. Yeah, 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 reptilian yeah. suit. And it's like, <laughs> kapow, <laughs> whack. And it's like so slow and crappy and like overextended. Uh, it's, oh, man, I love that stuff. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, stay reckless, right, stay reckless. Um, before AI eats you like yeah, a car. Stay reckless as long as you can and then do whatever AI says. Yes.